I'm Zach. And I'm Josh. And this is Lamp Stomp, a Pixar podcast. All right, Josh, we are back with another movie. This is the last of our three, like, sprint because we fell behind. And so <laughs> what movie are we talking about today? We're talking about Inside Out. Inside Out. Yes, we are. I'm super excited to talk about Inside Out. And so I kind of have a question that stems from a different part in the movie. And I really don't have anything specific that I like my answer, but I want to see if you have something. There's a moment in the movie that like makes me laugh kind of every time. And it is the triple dent gum shtick. Triple dent gum. (laughs) Where basically the people in the mind like keep sending things back up that keeps getting stuck in Riley's head and she sings it at different times. Is there anything like that for you? Is there anything that just like, whether it be a commercial jingle or a song from a movie or something like that, that gets stuck in your head all the time? So I, I don't, I don't have a one specific song, but I do have like a regular reoccurrence. Like there's a, like, you know how songs will get stuck in your head there's a pattern to, to what, what songs get stuck in my head and how they get stuck in my head. And I can predict it. So if I'm listening to music on my way to somewhere, like substantially, if I'm driving like 15 sure. to 30 minutes anywhere and I'm listening to music, whatever song I'm listening to when I arrive will be what is stuck in my head <laughs> all day long without, without fail. That's just, I, I, for a while, like it just kind of was like, man, where did that song come from? And I've come to realize every single time it was whatever I was listening to when I pulled in, like the last song that I didn't finish, that's just going to play in my head all day long. Yeah, that, that is definitely, that's probably me too. It's, it's the weirdest thing. And it's probably like, they probably are onto something with how they depicted it in this movie, but like, it's just random stuff sometimes that will get stuck in my head. And I'm just like, I have to listen to that or it will be stuck in my mm-hmm. head for the rest of forever. And so, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird how stuff will just get stuck in your head and you have, it just starts playing. The worst part is when something that is like, you only actually know a small part of it. and that's the only part that gets stuck in your head for me okay i actually thought about this just now and it's i actually don't even know the song i heard it at some some camp i went to a few years ago it it it, they used it in the for something anyway have you ever heard of billy eilish bad guy have i ever okay it's all i listened to for an entire (laughs) summer straight so the and it, I don't even really know the whole song, but this, the, the, that's, that will get stuck in my head. And that's really the only part of that song that I actually like, I, obviously it's not that there's not much to it, bad guy, blah, whatever, but that's, that part gets stuck in my head. We've talked way too long on the intro for this <laughs> and we have probably caused these things to get stuck in people's heads. So why don't we just move on to our remember me? Zachary. Yes. 
It's inside out time. It is. Give it to me. Inside out starts with us learning about the emotions inside the head of one specific character whose name is Riley. And we see when Riley is born, there is just one emotion that she has, which is joy. And she's just a little bundle of joy. But very quickly, another emotion shows up inside of Riley's head, and that is sadness. And as two people who have children under the age of one, <laughs> we can attest to the fact that joy and sadness are all they are capable of. <laughs> uh, yes. And, and so a lot of sadness shows up. And Joy is clearly our main character. So the story is going to follow these emotions. And Joy is the, the primary emotion in Riley. But sadness shows up and Joy's not really sure what purpose she has. Obviously, Joy is what brings Riley happiness. And that's a good thing because happiness is happy. And so we like happiness. So slowly over the course of Riley growing up, Joy introduces the other three emotions that are apart. There is fear disgust and anger and so each of them has the ability to kind of control and incite certain emotions within Riley and throughout the day they kind of like see memories coming in and going out and they're color-coded based off of like the same color that the emotion that kind of triggered them or that is associated with them that so joy joyful memories are yellow Scary memories are purple, angry memories are red, disgusting memories are green, and sad memories are blue. And Joy makes it her mission every single day to just have the day be full of yellow memory orbs. And things seem to be going pretty well. They love their life. They love their family. Riley and her family live in Minnesota. She has a lot of friends. She's great at hockey, and she's on a great hockey team. And all of the emotions are just kind of like clicking and things go well. And when Riley is 11, her family moves to San Francisco. And all of the emotions are surprised and caught off guard. And Joy is like, I'm going to find a way to make this happy and exciting. And so on their, on their move over, it's not happy and it's not exciting because San Francisco is nothing like Minnesota. And everything Riley loves is nowhere a, to be found. I don't found. think a truer statement has ever been said on this podcast. <laughs> San Francisco is not like Minnesota. <laughs> a place I've never been to is nothing I've been to like neither, another but place I, I still I've think never it. been to. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. I know nothing about either place, but this movie sure seems, and I think everybody who knows either place would agree, they're nothing alike. And... All of the other emotions are tr are kind of fighting for trying to have control over like allowing Riley to feel some other emotions. And Joy is insistent that Riley needs to just be happy all of the time. And even though this doesn't seem like a happy thing, I can find some ways to remind her of good, happy things that will make her happy. But it doesn't work. The first day of school comes and things are hard and it's scary and she feels alone and she feels sad at times and in the moments of feeling sad Riley is sharing with her class about some of her favorite memories and sadness in this moment touches one of those memory orbs that are being recalled and it goes from being a happy memory to being a sad memory 
and joy kind of freaks out she's like what are you doing sadness stop ruining everything and she tries to turn the sad one joyful sad memory joyful again and it doesn't work and so she's trying to get rid of the sad memory she's like sadness is just shouldn't be around anywhere so she tries to get rid of this very important core memory that is now been turned sad and in her mind it's useless because now it's sad and a core memory can't be sad they've got to all be happy so she tries to get rid of it and in the mix all of the core memories are sucked away into this void along with joy and sadness who were trying to keep them from all being sucked away and so they're they're launched off into mem my riley's memory outside of the headquarters that controls riley's emotions and so riley is left with the ability to only feel <laughs> afraid angry or disgusted she can no longer feel happy since joy is not in headquarters she can't feel sad because sadness is not in headquarters so in the time that she doesn't have them riley and her family go through some her mom tries to cheer her up she tries to try out for a hockey team and things just aren't working out for her and the other three emotions don't know how to run things without joy in the mix and they're trying hard to make her seem happy but it's not working because they're not joy so they can't make her feel joy so meanwhile joy and sadness are navigating through long-term memory and just walking through aisles and aisles of memory orbs that have been stored for riley to be able to encounter and there's some hilarious stuff that that pixar kind of depicts of like how we forget things and it's kind of like memories are just being dumped into this abyss because you can only store so many memories on the shelves so they've got to get rid of the old ones that don't seem useful and helpful and once they're gone they're just completely gone which is hilarious because sometimes you just forget things and they just never come back it's true so while joy and sadness are wandering through long-term memory trying to find their way back to headquarters they run into a long-lost friend riley's imaginary friend bing bong who's been hiding in long-term memory just kind of sneaking around the shelves trying to make sure he doesn't get thrown into the abyss and so bing bong suggests oh you know what we can do we can get back up to headquarters by riding the train of thought which is this train that just floats around through everywhere with no specific track that just kind of the track is built as it goes and sometimes it goes up by headquarters and so joy and sash is like that's a great idea so while they are trying to get back to headquarters and they're trying to catch up to the train of thought we're seeing that little by little all of riley's core of her personality the islands of personality is that right am i saying that right you are the islands of personality which were supported and held up by her core memories they're slowly starting to fall apart and this is riley who riley is is deteriorating because her she's not able to remember those really important memories that shaped who she became and so sadness and joy are trying so hard to rush these core memories back up to headquarters and they're racing against the clock because they don't want all of riley's islands of personality to completely fall into the abyss while sadness and joy are when they well they're trying to get to the train bing bong has this hilarious idea that has this hilarious moment where they try to go through 
a shortcut called abstract thought and there's all kinds of like weird i don't even know how to explain the scene but they they go through this like what seems like probably like a movie studio and they just deteriorate like they start going into weird abstract versions of themselves slowly deteriorating until they're literally one-dimensional lines on the screen trying to get out when they finally get out they get onto the train and they're like perfect we've got this and then riley falls asleep and the train of thought stops so they're like we have to wake riley up and they see the studio where the dreams that riley sees are being produced and so they go into the studio and it's a hilarious montage of a bunch of little memory looking jelly beans <laughs> are wandering around memorizing scripts and there are an incredible amount of easter eggs in just this scene alone and they are watching all of these this cast basically put on and record a show that is what riley sees as her dream and so the first thing that she sees is a reliving the memory that she had in school where she was called on by the teacher but it's not quite the same and it's much more embarrassing and it's got all of the typical nightmare things but their idea is we're gonna try to wake her up and sadness is like well usually she wakes up if she has a really really scary dream and joy is all about everything being happy all the time she says that's not gonna work sadness stop being dumb let me tell you how to do things and so she tries to just be joyful and happy and it doesn't work at all and what does start to work is when they start to go scary and things start freaking Riley out but Bing Bong gets taken he gets he gets thrown into what was it called he gets thrown into this jail where they're like hiding all the things that you don't want Riley to ever remember the subconscious I think is what they call it subconscious memory and so in there they find this horrifying clown that she remembers from a birthday party from when she was younger. And they're like, that's exactly what they need. So they bust the clown out and they run the clown into the studio and the clown is so terrifying, it wakes Riley up. So they take off, they hop onto the train of thought and they're on their way and they're super excited and they're, they know that, all right, we're gonna be able to make it. And in the moment of uh, them trying to get there, there is this really big collapse where one of Riley's islands of personality is collapsing and it knocks the train of thought off of its track and they can't use the train of thought anymore. It completely crashes. And Bing Bong remembers, oh, I've got my rocket ship, which is a wagon that Riley and I used to ride, and we were going to take it to the moon. And so they go and they get his rocket ship, and they're super excited, except they're not quite there in time, because right as they're getting to the rocket ship, it's being dumped into the abyss. And this is a really hard thing for Bing Bong, because this is him losing everything he's stayed alive for. He has been pretty much forgotten by Riley, but he's been holding on to this idea that I'm going to take Riley to the moon in my rocket ship. And now his rocket ship is gone forever. And so he's really sad and Joy, no matter what she does, she can't convince him 
to kind of snap out of it and come help them come up with a new plan to be able to get to headquarters. And then Sadness goes and talks to him and he has this really important cry. And then he takes a deep breath and he feels better and he's ready to move on. And this is a moment where Joy realizes, oh my goodness, sadness serves a purpose. Because sometimes you just need to be sad for a minute before you can move on. And if you're not, then you never really fully grow and move on from that overwhelming emotion. You have to be overcome by sadness for a little bit before you can move on from it. And so they come up with a plan and they're ready to take off. How did they, sorry. I, th I, th I, think, you I think you mix some the timeline a little bit not a big mm -hmm. deal but i think uh bing bong lost his his rocket ship before they went on the train of thought the second time and mm -hmm. and so i think if i'm not mistaken they get knocked off the train of thought and that's when joy goes to the tube to try to get to to headquarters and she goes alone mm -hmm. and then another collapse or something causes her to go to down into the abyss she's going is sadness coming with her no. So, no. Sadness was trying to get to the tube to go up, but she was like, no, I have to get up. Like, it's not as important if you go up, Sadness. I need to go up. And she goes up, and that's when the tube gets hit by something. And so she starts going down. Bing Bong tries to save her, but Joy stays on the thing, and Bing Bong and Joy go down to the abyss. Even if we missed how do we got there, start from there and let's keep going. <laughs> we don't have to have all the details, right? <laughs> okay. Just go watch the so, movie if you need to know what the movie's about. <laughs> so moving on. Oof. This, is a, this is a rough one for me. That's all right. So Joy and Bing Bong have fallen into the abyss. And in the abyss, they see his rocket ship. And they're like, oh, this is this is perfect. We can get out of here. And so they hop on, Joy hops in the rocket ship, Bing Bong's pushing the rocket ship and they're singing the song that Riley and- Who's your friend that likes Bing to play? Bong used to sing. <laughs> Bing Bong, Bing Bong. <laughs> that song has also been one that's got a stuck in my head. Yeah, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Ironically enough. And so they're going, but, but Bing Bong and Joy kind of have this realization that this might not not have enough power to get both of us up there so bing bong doesn't even try he just lets her go and it's this wonderful moment where he kind of just lets go and it's like i i'm going to be forgotten forever but that means that if that means that riley's going to be okay then it's worth it yeah such a good scene yeah and and joy just barely has just barely has enough power to make it up back out of the abyss and then she and Sadness are trying to figure out how to get back. And Sadness is just realizing that I ruined everything. And Joy's trying to get to her to explain, no, I know exactly what your purpose is. You have a great purpose. Now, meanwhile, back in headquarters, Anger has done something real bad. Oof. Anger realizes he's like i have i know this brilliant idea everything that was happy all of our joyful core memories 
were made in Minnesota. So if we need, if we're going to make joyful core memories again, we got to go back to Minnesota. The logic so, of that is so good. <laughs> yeah, the logic checks out horribly, but it does. And the funniest part to me about it all is that this bright idea is literally a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, that is that is a good the ideas concept. Yeah, like filtering through the ideas, and it's literally a light bulb. And so he takes it and he gives Riley this idea and she takes it. She's like, she runs with that idea. Just interesting because the, the emotions don't like give ideas typically. They just kind of like direct how she feels. But here they actually like change something that she thinks. Yeah. And so she decides she's going to do it. And she kind of gives it the decisions that she makes really deteriorates the rest of like a lot of her islands it ruins honesty island because she steals her parents money to be able to pay for a bus ticket it destroys family island as she's running away from it and as she's running away from them and it's it is just numbing her to everything like they have no control over her emotions anymore the, the console that they control everything goes like completely black and they have they can't do anything and Riley's numb and she's stuck on this decision to run away so back to long-term memory joy is trying to chase down sadness and sadness is trying to run away and she's on this cloud that's crying (laughs) and she's just sad trying to get away from joy saying no I just ruined everything just leave me alone and joy is like I'm not gonna let that happen and so she takes off into there she chases her into imagination land and she has this like copying machine make a bunch of these imaginary boyfriends of riley that are like i would die i would die for riley <laughs> <laughs> and she fills up her infinite size uh backpack with tons of these guys and then she plops her backpack upside down she goes flying up and she f- takes this toppling tower of imaginary boyfriends and it falls over and she lands on the trampoline of family island or goofball i think it's family island and she bounces and she grabs sadness who's blowing off over the abyss crying on her cloud and they both go soaring all the way in and they smack into headquarters (laughs) and they break the window just in time the other three emotions break the window uh they climb inside and sadness everybody's like joy you've got to fix this and she's like i can't sadness you need to so sadness walks over and she's the only one who was able to remove the idea of running away and she was able to take that idea out and riley realized it was a bad idea and she goes back home and then sadness kind of runs the the keyboard for a bit she lets riley be sad riley admits to her parents that she's sad that she misses home and she just wishes she was there. And they all cry together. And I cried with I cried a lot. It's and true. And then Joy steps in and makes this a happy moment. And then bing, a new core memory comes out. And it's a mixture. Oh, it's the man. first memory that's come so through good, that dude. has two emotions. So good. And it becomes a core memory and it creates a new island or it like creates a new family island of personality. And then the movie cuts to all of the new islands have been created. A lot of them were the, the previous ones, but expanded on and a little bit more mature. And there's and all the memories at this point now are kind of like mixed emotions. And 
the movie ends with the way it began where joy is saying instead of saying that she's now 11 what what possibly could happen she's like she's 12 what could possibly go wrong <laughs> right dude so good this movie's a lot of fun inside out came out on june 19th of 2015 we're getting really close to current times. It's kind of crazy to me how close we are. I, I know I think I say that every podcast. It's probably annoying by now, but like we're getting close to the end, which is kind of sad. And so, yeah, it was uh, obviously made by Pixar, directed by Pete Doctor and co-directed by Ronnie Del Carmen. The film is 95 minutes long. I thought this was interesting. Doctor began developing the project as early as 2009 when he started noticing changes in his daughter's personality as she grew older. And so seeing how That's his hilarious. daughter cha- like started changing as, as, as she grew, I thought that was literally so funny. The music is by Michael Giacchini. That's your boy. And so definitely good stuff there. This movie had a budget of $175 million and the film grossed $858 uh, million. Uh, almost $859 million worldwide. And so definitely got a lot of bang for its buck there. It did win the Academy Award for Best Animated Feature that year. Well-deserved. And many many view it as the best animated movie of the 2010s. I read somewhere that it's, it's, on, it's on a lot of like those kind of lists or whatever. It is currently sitting at 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. And so it is definitely the upper echelon of, of, of movies that Pixar has. And so that's what I have for my part of Remember Me. You have any... any Thing that you found in all your research or anything like that no i do remember there's do one thing that won't that kind of comes up it won't come up in easter eggs but it would would be that there's there's a few moments in this movie that kind of were were funny because they almost feel like anti-disney beefs like easter eggs which is a good bit after like the feud between pixar and disney but it's funny because there's a couple moments that that there's when they're kind of breaking down some of her like memories they like crush a a castle that kind of really resembles cinderella's (laughs) castle and in the hollywood like studio the dream studios there's one one of the like characters is a mickey mouse but he looks like he's like a total total bum who's just being (laughs) super lazy (laughs) interesting (laughs) Um, i don't know know what this seems like the best spot for it (laughs) (laughs) all right why don't we move on to making our mark you've got to earn your mark by doing something big for something bigger than yourself someday you'll all make your mark and i can't wait to see it so zach in making our mark i think you said this last time there's a like there's sometimes where we go into a movie and we're like, before we even watch it, we're like, this is, this is a pretty serious movie. Like uh-huh. when we were watching, after we finished Up, we were like, next one's Toy Story 3 and Up might not stay in first place uh-huh. for long. Like I, I want to call those movies contenders. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a serious contender. A super um, contender, yeah. Knew, we knew it going in. I'm looking at like what the remaining movies and I'd say there's definitely one not counting so counting this there's two maybe up to four that i would say are contenders but i think this this and one other like of all of them if i were just looking at the list i'd be like that could be number one yeah that can uh finish it out i agree so i can't wait to get into this all right well i don't let's not wait what do you have for general attraction so i only have an eight (laughs) (laughs) but for because i was kind of like looking at it at this point i was like a senior in high school 
getting ready to go to college, Pixar wasn't really on my mind anymore. Like it, I remember yeah. a time in high school where it kind of was on my radar. I'm pretty sure it was Brave where I kind of fell off. Like I didn't yeah. really care with Brave. I remember being like, oh, and monsters, yeah. But I, I don't, I wasn't like that thrilled about it. And I, I don't think I really was like that crazy excited about it because I wasn't really watching them. I think, I think I, I ended up going back and watching it at some point, but I don't think I ever saw it in theaters. But like looking at it now, when I, when I look at all the movies, when I hear the the trailers like it is it is like a crazy extremely exciting thing that like pixar created this thing me at my age i was way i was not in any demographic that they were aiming for yeah <laughs> but now looking looking at it it's got a i've got it's got a, a big draw to it for a lot of people for sure for sure i gave it a nine i thought this was an interesting idea i didn't really know what to expect going in and so i i didn't really remember what i thought going into this movie but obviously it surpassed every expectation i had i went back and watched the trailer today and and it was so funny they used the song i can't remember who it's by i know this is bad but more than a feeling and i just thought that was a really funny uh, song in in that and so I gave it a nine. This this movie Pixar have been doing good and and like you said you you kind of dropped out but I was still going strong with with this one and so I gave it a nine. All right, plot. I gave plot a ten. I love 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 this movie's plot. The imagination that these writers and creators had. I just don't even understand like how they tell this story. It's just so phenomenal. It's crazy how good, like, it's just crazy how good this movie is. The embodiment of joy, literally having to figure out that sadness is a necessary part of life is crazy good. Like that journey that she has to go through is just a phenomenal. And there is so many lovable characters that you meet along the way. And just the way they tell it and just the way they create this world inside the brain of an 11 year old girl and have it matter and have it like have real world consequences and all of that. The plot of this movie just blows my mind. And so it's, it's a full 10 for me. Yeah. I, I could not agree more. Easy 10. It, it is every decision that is made from beginning to end is like it it fits so perfectly they make these stereotypical characters that are super one-dimensional and they somehow then make them multi-dimensional and they all like drive this like story that has like like consequences within like her head that have this like overarching plot that's going on, on the outside the creation of what this world is like the 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 idea of it is so foreign, like I, nothing I could have ever even thought of in my wildest dreams. And then they make it so relatable and feel so normal. Like so much of this movie, something happens and you go, so you know what? That's I literally go through that all the time. Like that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that, if that's what's going on in my head, that makes perfect sense. I totally believe that. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is a reasonable, like, this could be it. This could be the explanation for how the mind works. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they do such a good job. All right, why don't we go to themes? What do you have for themes? For themes, I have a nine. So the, the overarching, like most driving home theme that I get is the, the thing that Joy has to learn, which is that it is okay to be sad. It's actually necessary to be sad. You can't always be happy 100% of the time. And I don't know, Zach, are you familiar with Enneagram at all? vaguely so there are like 
nine different like personality types that are listed and I am the personality type. I'm a nine that is like always happy all the time. Like I will do literally anything in my power to avoid sadness with everything. Like I will, my mind, like if I am having a really hard time, if I'm really stressed, it's because I'm trying not to be sad. Like if I, (laughs) I get like, when I get stressed about something, I get super exhausted and I end up like falling asleep. And so like, if I'm super stressed, I just go to sleep because I don't want to be sad. Like it is this movie, like that whole point is like straight to my core. Like it's okay to be sad. That's like the one, like if anything, I'm exactly like 11 year old Riley. Like I do not want to be anything but happy. And whenever I'm not, I just am like, find a way to be happy through it anyways. Yeah. I probably am the same thing, Josh. We're similar in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. which is what makes this work. And we're different in a lot of ways, which is what makes this work. But, um, I gave it a 10. I think the themes of this movie is, is it's shining light. Like if you can pick a best thing from this movie, the themes of this movie just are above and beyond the fact that sadness is a necessary thing in life. Our emotions may range, but finding good harmony, which is what Riley does by the end of the movie finds a balance of, of all of it is what's necessary in life. And I just think that's such a cool concept. I've heard different things about how like counselors have been able to use this movie to help kids describe how they're feeling. And that is like, if you could take that from a movie, the theme, like that's what themes are about is taking something from a movie and being able to use it and being able to use it in that profession and being able to allow kids to be able to, and and adults in a lot of ways too, I'm sure, to be able to explain how they're feeling and explain what emotions are controlling what things. I just think that is too cool, man. And so I gave it a 10. Yeah. Animation. I gave animation a nine. Um, The movie looks great. It goes for something and it certainly pulls it off. The weirdness of the brain land is just, there's some things that are just off to me for some, and and I can't really even explain it. I'm not going to give a lot off for this movie. You'll see my score at the end, but for some reason, this just something about it made me want to give it one point less. I can't even really describe it. That's probably going to be annoying to some people, but for me, it's just something is off. Well, I'll make up for it for you. I'll give it an 11. I'll give it a 10. (laughs) I'll give it a 10. (laughs) It is, it deserves an 11. I think that everything about it is amazing. The the world that they created, like I said, it literally blows my mind. A lot of this is really hard for me to even explain because it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Like it, it does, I, I can't even like adequately recall exactly how it all works because it's just so, it's such a unique Thing. it's it's so in its own category the fact that all of the different emotions are just this like fun little look that they have to them is fun that's the only part that like maybe you could be like things are weird but they're supposed to be so it's not there's nothing to it the yeah. whole world that riley lives in the people look amazing the the world around them looks absolutely amazing and and every like little fun aspect in the in her mind it's just I think it's I love every bit of it I think it's so much fun all the little jokes that they're able to kind of build off of through that world that they made is really incredible for sure for sure all right voice acting what you got for voice acting I gave it a nine because of something that you said in the past too um 
I watch too much Parks and Rec. <laughs> and so there's times where I hear Leslie Nope yeah. when Joy is speaking. For sure. Uh, the Amy Poehler kind of comes through a little bit more. It's so funny to me. I I hear Amy Poehler and I'm blanking on her name, but Disgust. Her voice Mini is also... Clean. Yeah, from The Office. Yeah. And so she also pulls me out of it sometimes. Which I also did not realize that Sadness is also voiced by yep, Phyllis, Phyllis from The Office. <laughs> so real, I think it's Dan Schleier that directs those shows. It's a real all-star cast of his in <laughs> this movie. Right, right. right. But um, it, that, that pulls me out just a little bit. But everybody, everything else is done so well. So I, I really do love it. It's a 10 for me. I think, yes, those things are true. But if you think about those three characters from those TV shows, what is the one emotion that you think Leslie Nope most they like nail it. portrays? They nail it. <laughs> what they what emotion do things... you most think Phyllis from The Office portrays? And what emotion do you think Mindy Kaling's character from The Office portrays? It is joy, sadness, and disgust in that order. And so I think it is perfect. I think these voices are so good. I've already said Amy Poehler is joy. Phyllis Smith is sadness. Bill Hader is fear is so good too. Uh, Mindy Kling is disgust. Louis Black is anger. And Richard Kind is bing bong. Besides the classics of Toy Story and Monsters, Inc., this is the best voice acting that Pixar has. I didn't realize Bill Hader was fear. I love Bill Hader. Yeah. This That's is great. this is this is the in my opinion this is the best voice acting that Pixar has besides Woody and Buzz, Mike and Sully. These are these characters for me, and I just love it so much. You know what? For that comment about the characters of their roles, I think it deserves a ten. All right, while you're changing that, John Ratzenberger quiz. I don't know his name, but he's the guy who installs the new console. <laughs> Believe it or not, he does have a name, and it's Fritz. Fritz. Okay. I have no clue why, but yes, the guy who puts in the new console, for sure. All right, soundtrack. Go ahead. The score that Giacchino has gotten from me that, I, that I'm aware of, it's a nine. Okay. There's no, because, and it's just not a 10 because there's no, you've got a friend of me. Like, there's no one nailed it song that's yeah. like the you can't it 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 brings emotion to you you can hold it with this movie forever there's no one like that the, the soundtrack is amazing that main theme i we started when oh and it was a while ago we started playing this movie when addy was in the room kind of like before she really ever paid attention to screens right. and this song and all of the colors of the, like the opening like 10 minutes she like adored it she loved it and th <laughs> that song I keep like telling myself and I probably will soon go like try and learn it on piano because it's, it's actually up my alley of how I play piano and it's such a fun song yeah uh and so it's like it's I love it so that's that main theme so much so good uh, i gave it a 10 this is i would never listen to the soundtrack in my car which that has given lower points for other movies mm -hmm. but this music fits so good to this movie that like you said that softness of the piano song that plays throughout oh man it is too good <laughs> it is just too good and the score sets the emotion of the movie um, which is important in a movie about emotions like you need to be able to feel things and the music makes you feel things throughout the movie and so I think that is an important thing and so I gave it a 10. 
man, go go Michael Giacchino. <laughs> Which I think if we look back to the Giacchino soundtracks, this is my highest by that like a for lot. Sure. And so uh, he um, does he does what all does he do? I know he doesn't he does did he do Ratatouille? He did Ratatouille, yeah. Ratatouille, probably Wally. Yeah. So I mean, he, it's definitely it's definitely his his highest score for me. Yeah. by by like a lot. So same here. Um, same a lot a lot of respect for for the soundtrack. Yeah. All now right. For Incredibles, I gave him a ten. So this is not my highest, but it's the highest <laughs> you've given him. Right. Okay. Characters. What you got for characters? Ten. Easy ten. It's, They're it's, all it's, perfect. Every single character is absolutely fantastic. It's a ten. Yes. I've said it before, but joy in the path that she goes on has to realize that sadness is okay i just other emotions are okay it's just so good like to see the growth of this emotion character it's just oh gosh joy is just such a good character and she grows throughout and and i'll talk about another character later and i have a pretty bold statement to say about a character later but i'll save that for for woody's roundup so it's a 10 for me i don't know if i said that uh, out loud but yeah it's Characters are definitely so good in this movie. All right, humor. While we were talking, I had this as a nine, but I changed it to a 10 because I kept (laughs) laughing at different moments throughout your recap. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Uh, There's so many uh, amazing joke moments in this because they just like, they portray everything so well. Like it, it is everything is like a little bit of a joke throughout the whole movie Uh it's fantastic Uh, the situational humor is off the charts for sure each emotion had laugh out loud funny moments i'm trying to think of some off the top of my head but the broccoli pizza for disgust that was pretty funny for me bill Hader or not bill Hader, but fear fear when when i i think the funniest line is boo pick a plot line when when he's (laughs) he's, uh over the dream watching or whatever and then anger keep wanting to use the curse word. I think that is such a funny, yeah. funny bit too. And so I just think all of, all of the emotions have good moments. And so it's, it's a 10. There's, there's a lot of funny in this movie for sure. My favorite joke, I'll tell you my favorite joke. And then you think of what your favorite joke is from this movie. Right. Okay. My favorite joke from this movie is when they're on the train of thought and they knock over a bunch of boxes and Joy is like, oh no, all these facts and opinions, they just look so similar. And Bingo goes, I just put them all back in random boxes. We do it all the time. It'll be okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love that part so much. My favorite joke, I don't even know if I can pick one, mainly because I'm having a hard time thinking of of them, but the Bing Bong being practically being the mayor of Imagination Land is is a pretty funny bit. Just just so much i'll probably think of one later and I'll, I'll i'll bust in with it but i can't think of one right now but there there's uh, so many humor humorous moments all right easter eggs i gave it a 10 there's a lot of fun things in this movie there's a lot of fun easter eggs in this movie and and you mentioned some that you'll probably talk about now that i didn't even catch the pizza planet truck is in there the chinese takeout that that's been in a few that's that's a fun one in I think it's the mom's brain when they're at the table. There is a globe that's in her brain or a brain. I can't remember if it's hers or not. That looks exactly like Andy's globe from from his movie, from his 
room in in the toy story movies all the board games in imagination land uh, there's like a stack of board games they each mm-hmm. are a reference to a pixar movie there's like a fish oh one, and there's like a, a bug one or i don't remember exactly what what they all are but all of them have a character from, not like the exact character but a reference to a movie those so, so those were some of my favorites but i know there was tons more yeah, so I mentioned in the Dreamland, there is there's one that looks like Mickey Mouse. There is a few of them that look like Zerg. There's one that looks like Robin Hood. One that looks like Sleeping Beauty. So like all in like what she's dreaming about. Yeah. That's all different like characters that are walking around in the background. There is the me- the memory orbs that they see in long term memory. So many of them contain Easter eggs. Like so many of them. I think that one thing that I saw had that they had so many of them that were just like ties that were probably like Carl's ties. Mm-hmm. So like the the amount I gave this I I didn't say this. This is a ten. I always thought that like the one scene I thought that Soul was gonna probably be the only one that got a ten from me, but this one blew my mind. Especially in contrast to the last one where like we couldn't find any. This one was there were so many they were like mm-hmm. literally in like every scene i don't even i'm trying to remember i know all of them pizza plant truck is in a lot of them i believe in san francisco they also have the restaurant that the chinese takeout box is supposed to come from on the trip over there i think you're able to see the birds from one of the shorts the luxa ball is one of her toys as a kid the, the they're just like so many they kind of just are everywhere in this movie and so yeah i i don't know how they could have fit more and i think that you don't have to know much to be able to find a lot of them and then Mm -hmm. if you start really really looking they're everywhere for sure for sure for sure all right let's get to our last one ending how did you feel about this ending oh it's it is a perfect ending yes there's a lot of fun in the way that they kind of get up there but like a lot of like fun playful stuff and how she's chasing down sadness how they somehow manage to get back up there when disgust infuriates anger so much that he blows up and is able to for her to uh, break open the glass for headquarters and then when there's the the moment where riley is sad and her parents hold her and they cry i cried and it was, well, I, I didn't, but I was as, as close as I got it without it being up to crying at this moment. And so it was, it was a really emotional moment. And then they bring it back around to Riley kind of growing up and kind of moving on with her new life. And it's just every part of it ties together so perfectly. Yeah, for sure. It's a perfect 10. This movie got me more today than it really ever has it's always been special it's always been up there i think in my pre pre lamp stomp rankings this was my second rated movie and so it's always been special but today i truly think inside out i don't know if it's going to be my number one we'll see when we get to it but it even goes to another level today in this watching. I, I texted Josh earlier today and was like, dude, I don't know if it's because like I have a daughter now. I don't know if it's because I'm just in a, a stage of life that's different or I haven't watched the movie in a while, but I literally sat on my couch and sobbed during this this last scene when when Riley confronts her parents and just talks about how she wanted to be strong for them. She wanted to be happy. But daggone it, she's just sad. 
and she didn't want her parents to be upset with her because so much was going on. And just that moment of the breath. I don't know if you caught that. I've caught it a few times, but for some reason this time is just like, it's, it's almost like she finally gets like her dad starts hugging her. Her mom starts hugging her. And then there's this one scene, it's kind of a zoom up on Riley's face and she just goes, and like, you can see the emotion that's happening on her face and you can see the relief that she has that she doesn't have to put on the happy face anymore all the time. She's still going to be happy at times, but she doesn't have to be happy and she can be sad. It's okay to be sad because her parents are pretty sad about having to move to, and it's not something that's weird or out of the ordinary. It's a normal response to a change of life. And so it's just so good, dude. (laughs) It's just so good. It's it's perfect. I, I I don't even really know what else to say. And so it's in. Zach, I know what else to say. You know what I have to say? I do know what you have to say. Zach, I, I have something exciting to announce. Uh, let's hear it. For the first time in Lamb Stomp history, a movie has won the Triple Crown the triple of taking crown. first place in all three lists. <laughs> Inside Out has taken the top of your list, my list, and lamp stomps list wow yeah Actually, that's not that's... True. Toy... yeah no. toy story three tied close, for you toy story three and up were up there for me but it wasn't number one it wasn't the only number one and so yeah. this is the first one to be the number one for all of ours wow it is scored a 97 for lamp stomp it scored a 98 for you and a 96 for me that is phenomenal dude <laughs> that is crazy. Uh, that is honestly so good i kind of suspected that this movie was going to jump to the top of uh, of the list and we could have not bumped up the ones that we bumped up because of our conversation and it still would have it still would have been it still is it's ahead by by Uh uh-huh by a lot of points so i think (laughs) i think you did it twice i did it once so that's three points knocking down half point ahead of the other one exactly and so i it, it yeah and so this movie by two and a half yeah is that what it is yeah two and a half points is is the best movie we have right now i'll run through them real quick we have inside out our new number one toy story three at two up toy story two nemo monsters inc toy story cars the incredibles monsters university wally ratatouille brave Bugs Life and Cars 2 wrapping up the rear. That's our our first 15 movies and that is our top 15 so far. And so you're right, it is it is we have them it's at the top of all three lists right now, which is which is cool and exciting. And so this section is called Making Our Mark and I truly truly believe I've never said this before, but this movie makes its mark. It it leaves an impression. It earns its place. And so for sure, I think this is a special, special movie. Anything to add before we move on to our next section? No. All right. Why don't we move on to Woody's Roundup? Josh, who is your favorite character from Inside Out? Okay, good question. Then I have two possible answers. Okay. 
are any of the are the emo, are all five emotions off of the table? In my opinion, this is a movie about joy. Joy's anger. off the table. Then anger is my answer, because anger is what I wanted to say, but he's one of the five emotions, so I wasn't sure. Yeah. Um, anger is who I wanted to say most. I love anger. He's so funny to me. The fact that the dad is like all anger is hilarious to me. <laughs> I love all the jokes that kind of surround anger. I love that he literally is a hothead. And so anger really just makes me happy. I'm a little bit shocked by that because really? in my opinion, there's only one answer. That's my, was my backup if I couldn't say anger. And it's Bing Bong. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bing Bong is the perfect character. He's he's so good. Just his... his his care and his love for Riley is so incredibly good. He is actually in my top five movie characters of all time. Wow. Yeah, I I like seriously, seriously love Bing Bong. I wrote down my top five because I know most people ask me what my top five is and it's it's a weird group but i'm a weird movie watcher that's why i do a P pixar podcast i couldn't do just a general movie podcast because that's just not me ethan the guy that that was on for the wally podcast he actually just started a podcast about movies that him and one of his friends need to watch and it's all like these serious movies i could never do that anyway my top five uh, serious movies yeah i just can't i can't deal my top five movie characters in no order because i don't know the order is bing bong samwise gamgee from lord of the rings miles morales from into the spider-verse qui-gon jinn from star wars and maybe number one bobby zimaruski from the goofy movie <laughs> Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me, baby. <laughs> like, I'm going to say two things that are going to disappoint you. <laughs> I don't think, I've seen, I've seen one of the two Goofy movies and I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> and I don't know who you're talking about. The other thing I'm going to say, that's also going to say you is, I don't, I, and this might upset a lot of people. I don't like Lord of the Rings. That, that is shocking. I'm fine if you don't like the Goofy movie. Goofy movie is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's a, that's a whole nother thing, though. But Lord of the Rings are good. I, I understand why someone wouldn't like them. Um, but we are way off topic right now. I, I, just, I, I just had to give my top five just because I wanted to, to shout out Bobby Zimmerski. He So he is voiced by Polly Shore, and he's like this like stoner bro to to Max in the Goofy movies, and he's the perfect character. Anyway, so Bing Bong. I think Bing Bong is so good and just his sacrifice I, I i cried during that scene as well and so for sure all right least favorite character i have five <laughs> how can a movie rate 96 and you have five least favorite characters it is all five of riley's mom's emotions <laughs> really i don't like how they fawn over some other man okay. i just that just bothers me <laughs> Their only Come joke that they have. Come fly with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's like, I, I don't, I just don't like the jokes, so I don't like those characters. <laughs> uh, so mine is gonna, I, I think you're gonna laugh. My least favorite character is Riley's imaginary Canadian boyfriend. I just think that. I would die for Riley. Because <laughs> you know what, you know, I literally, 
you know how we have our screen. It's least favorite character and then a colon. And then we have Y and a colon. You know what my Y is? He would not die for Riley. <laughs> no boy would ever die for a girl. Come on. That's the whole point. It's no teenage her perfect imagine. It's her perfect imaginary <laughs> guy, her dream guy. Obviously, she wants him to be so crazy about her that he would be willing to do anything. He would die for Riley. Yeah, whatever. He would die for Riley. <laughs> He's Canadian. That's so funny. <laughs> I forgot about that. Why don't we move on to 22? It is an honor having you prepare 22 for Earth. I'm going to make you wish you never died. Okay. You go first. All right. All right. I have uh, a question for you, Josh, and it's kind of one we ask on this podcast a lot but it's not in relation to movies but what do you think is just one of your core memories from life oh um so this is a fun one i have this memory from when i was i would have had to have been younger than eight so i don't know exactly how old i was but i know it was before i moved out of our first house so i was younger than eight and me and my best friend, Josh, who did the Finding Nemo podcast, we, we played together all the time. We had so, so many things that we did. And we had this one game that we would always play all the time. I'm actually surprised that I haven't mentioned it before because it actually is somewhat related to Pixar. Anyways, we had this uh, swing set in my backyard and it had one of those like double swings where like you both face opposite directions and you go right, yeah. back and forth. And we would always, we would ride on that. And that was our spaceship. And we were both Buzz Lightyear. (laughs) And we would just go back and forth. And we would talk about all the things that we were flying past and the things we were seeing. And we would do that all the time. And that's got to be, I don't know what it, what kind of island. Yeah, what what island would it, is that Friendship Island, you think? or Friendship Island, Goofball Island, maybe. Probably Friendship Island is probably what it is. And that's, that's assault. Like, whenever I think about, like, my childhood, that's like a, that's like one of the things that pops into my head. Like, that memory of that game that he and I used to play all the time. That pops in. That's cool. So for me, and it's not it's not an island or core memory that Riley would have, but I specifically remember going and buying my very first PlayStation. I went to a Kmart. That's how long ago this was, obviously. And I bought a what? <laughs> exactly. Never heard of it. You've literally never heard of a Kmart. I'm just kidding. I, okay, I, okay. Basically. I've never been in one, gotcha. but I've heard of them. And so I went into a Kmart, and I had saved money from like Christmas and birthdays and all that kind of stuff. And I bought my myself a PlayStation One, and that kind of started my love for video games. It's transformed into like just mainly Nintendo stuff now, but that's definitely a core memory that I would have, and I would definitely have a video game island for sure. That's so fun. All right, what you got, Josh? So kind of on a similar vein of that what are let's just say four or five we'll say four just for the sake of time what are four islands of emotions that you think you have sure and do you share any any of those do you share them with riley give any of the same ones that she had definitely not (laughs) hockey island i (laughs) very much dislike hockey Um, so in place of hockey island you probably have video game island video game island yeah sport uh I'll give it a sports island, probably. I love watching sports, love playing sports. I'm not great at them, but so that'd probably be one. Family is definitely there. That would include, that definitely would be there. And so that's similar. And 
I'm struggling to think of another one off the top of my head. What what about you? And and this is a cheesy answer, but probably like a Jesus or a church island. Just yeah. Because that, that's such a big part of our lives. And so yeah. what about you though? So that yeah, that's a good that's a good answer and a good one. Like a Jesus island. I'd have like a family island, a friendship island. I I don't know that I'd have like a sports island. When I was younger, I played when I was really young, I played baseball and then in high school I played some soccer. I like they kind of fit there, but they're not like a core of who I am. More likely I would have like a music island. That was a much bigger part of my life, especially in high school. It's kind of like all that I did and all my friendships kind of came from that. Yeah, that makes sense. And so probably like a probably like a music island. I I probably would still have a goofball island. I don't think that that would be gone. So I think I'd have a goofball island. Nice. All right, Josh, I just kind of want to, and we don't even really have to have a conversation about it, but I, I find it very interesting that the adults and other people have different emotions that control their minds. I know you didn't necessarily like the mom's emotions, but I find it interesting that sadness is the lead for her and that anger is a lead for the dad and how those emotions are leading their 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 minds their 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 emotions or whatever but each of them for the most part have control over letting that emotion take control if that makes sense while they're leading they're guiding the parents or or the adults there are still other emotions do you do you understand what i'm saying and how how that's an interesting yes uh, i have I think I see where you're going with this. And I had a question that's similar to it. Okay, so go I'll ahead. Go, I'll slide right into it, which is, so you're basically kind of saying like, Riley's more controlled by her emotions. The parents have more control over their emotions and their emotions are, do a better job of like sharing control. Yeah. But they have, they aren't primarily run by joy like she is. And so my question for you is, what do you think is your driving emotion? Yeah. In a lot of ways, mine is anger. I struggled with anger a lot growing up. And so it's definitely something I'm still trying to control in some areas of my life just to kind of be vulnerable for a second. But but I think that learning to let joy control more is an important part of, of life and sadness has its place too. And so, yeah, that, that's probably it for me. But so, yeah, I, I, th- I think that's that's just an interesting concept to me about how, how they have control. And the bus driver was the same way. I thought that was kind of a funny scene. The, he, he got mad near the end. And so what about you though? So I think as I've gotten older, anger's definitely been gotten more powerful, but I think joy is uh, usually the one fighting for the control. Like I'm, I'm usually like trying constantly just to be happy or at least seem happy. And so that definitely, I think is what sits at the, the front, but there's definitely a lot of times where especially when I have to like work with my lawnmower <laughs> takes the reins. All right. So we each had two, but I had one more thing, Josh. And I, I don't know if you've ever seen this. You may have, but I want to talk for a second about the flower pin on Bing Bong. Have you ever heard anything about this? No. Okay. I vaguely feel like maybe, but I don't have any idea what you're about to say. So pull up a picture of Bing Bong. And you will notice that he has a flower pin, like on his sweater. Each of the colors. Huh? And himself. So yeah, I'm looking at that. All right. And so there's six colors on his yeah. pin. We see that there's one that is yellow. That could probably mean joy. 
There's a blue one that could be sadness. Green could be disgust. The pink could be uh, fear. And red could be anger. But there's an orange one there. I always thought it might mean bing bong, but bing bong's not orange. And that's the color that's left over. Do you think that there could have been, maybe in the production of this movie or something, a sixth emotion that either got scrapped or maybe in universe is just not something that Riley has or uses for whatever reason. Hmm. Absolutely. I think that that makes the most sense. There's no reason they couldn't have just done a five colored, five pen flower. I won't click on any of the links after I Googled bing bong flower. That probably (laughs) has some things that you're about to say. So I guess part of your question might also be, what is that emotion? Yeah. So I would, so like my first guess is probably some sort of like, like an arrogance, something that's oh, okay. probably not a very positive one, like yeah. pride. Like it would, it's almost like a joy. So I can see why that would maybe get scratched because sure. like it, it could be confused with anger or joy, which would maybe make sense because it'd be the mixture color. Yeah. So I, I'd, I'd probably go with like a, like some sort of like a, like a pride or an arrogance kind of a, feeling sure and i did want to circle back this is probably my fourth thing but that's okay i did want to circle back (laughs) to one of your 22 questions or thoughts from way back to monsters inc you mentioned that you think potentially bing bong is a monster and was riley's monster after the change to laughter now that you've had some time to sit on that do you think that potentially that is still a thing I think that now more than ever. <laughs> I still think that I still think that I don't have any any or any like like connections to it other than I like the idea of it. And Bing Bong's just a fun, happy character, and that's all that the monsters are. Well, I guess I haven't I still haven't watched monsters at work. That could really help me have a better feel for it. But it just seems like if if she has a monster that comes through her door that just makes her laugh at night, that that would be something that she creates as her friend that she plays with during the day. And so I still like that idea. I don't want to stick with that idea. I don't hate it as much as I did that day. I still kind of hate it and it may grow <laughs> on me over time. And so if you don't like it now, I don't think you'll ever like that, it. That's you're, okay. prob- you're, you're probably right. All right, Josh, let's move on to our core memory. But the really important ones are over here. I don't want to get too technical, but these are called core memories. So this is, this might be both of ours, but my core memory is the moment in the abyss when Bing Bong sacrifices himself to help save Riley. It is, it is a moment of like, it's, he's been running from and very carefully evading this fate for a long time. He's been very successful. He's been trying to survive. He's been trying to make sure that he didn't get forgotten. And now he has the chance to get out but he is not, it's not a hundred percent sure, but he does know that more than anything, he wants to make sure that Riley's happy. And if he isn't what's going to make Riley happy, then he needs to make sure what does make Riley happy makes it out. And so it's a moment, uh, it's, it's such a sweet moment from a really lovable character where he sacrifices himself to save the care, the main, main character of the movie. And so that's definitely like the biggest 
like heart-wrenching and biggest emotional moment from this movie for me. For sure. It's the same for me. It's it's when Bing Bong sacrifices himself. That's the same for me. And so I think one part of that scene that literally ripped my heart out today is they try two or three times. I don't remember exactly how many times. And then Joy wants to give up. But Bing Bong is like, let's try one more time. I got a pretty good feeling about this next time. And he says that knowing what he's about to do and knowing that he is going to be forgotten. But he would do it because he wants to take Riley to the moon. And part of Riley going to the moon in this instant is Joy getting back up so she can actually have emotions and sacrificing himself for the betterment of Riley. And so that's that's why Bing Bong is my top five (laughs) characters of movies. It's because he's just so, so good. And so, yeah. I kind of figured we would have the same core memory. There is a lot of, of, of good moments in this movie for sure. And so, but that one I think takes the cake. All right, Josh, that's inside out. A lot, a lot of fun the movie is, is so good. A, a lot to, to kind of dig into. And so, uh, yeah, any, any lingering thoughts that you want to say before we move on? Congrats to our new winner. <laughs> there you go. And a top, top, a new top movie. And so, all right, y'all, that has been Inside Out. We are back to our normal schedule now for now. Who knows? We might get behind. Life finds a way, you know? And so we should, I've not got a confirmation yet, but we should have an interview for you next week with a guy who absolutely adores Inside Out. It's his favorite movie of all time. And so I'm excited to talk to him if that if we can make that work. And then me and Josh will be back in two weeks time with what is it josh (laughs) i caught him sleeping is it the good dinosaur it is the good dinosaur is next yes the next i like this movie more than most people do so i'm excited about it it's it's there's definitely going to be some some scores for it i'm excited to watch a good dinosaur it's been a while since i've watched it i think this a good dinosaur other than the the, the movies that just came out this is probably the the pixar movie i've seen the least and so i've only seen it a few times through my rewatches and so i'm excited to rewatch it again all right y'all i just want to say that that y'all have been doing a really cool job kind of creating feedback for josh and i in a couple cool ways i've heard some from some of y'all that have i've heard from from one person that has started his own rewatch and he's going through and watching all the movies rating them and all that kind of stuff i've heard that families are doing a rewatch and and kind of giving their grades as they go which is a lot of fun i talked to a a person yesterday or no that was today i talked to a person today that literally found our podcast yesterday and has listened to all of them already (laughs) and has binged me and josh i don't even know how it's possible i don't even know if i get listening on four four times speed and so you guys have been doing a really cool job just kind of giving us so much support we we enjoy these movies and we enjoy that that we get to be a part of of your day just um talking through these movies talking through the nonsense of of our opinions and so thank you for that if you do want to contact us you can do that in a few different ways you can contact us on facebook twitter instagram at lamp stomp and you can email us at lampstomp at gmail.com there you go so we are so excited and we'll see you next time for the good dinosaur Peace.